Hello, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski. Welcome to Mind Your Business. Mind Your Business is all about building your personal capacity. Personal capacity is what is needed for you to grow in your career, make great decisions, and become a person of influence. So sit back and enjoy this content as I share with you insights and stories, examples, and personal challenges designed to do one thing, build your capacity to change your world. This podcast is dedicated to one of our Smart Alec listeners who wrote in and said, okay, I've got a dare for you. I dare you to talk about the early bird gets the worm, but the second rat gets the cheese. Okay. Okay. I accept your dare. And let's just talk about this. The early bird gets the worm. Most people understand that, but I'm going to take a different, a different spin on it. But the second rat gets the cheese. What in the hell does that mean? I want to put this in I want to put this in perspective. Today, we're going to put it in the perspective of the innovator, the first mover, the creative individual that's always looking to launch something new, the entrepreneur. And instead of starting to talk about the early bird first, we're going to talk about the the first and the second rat. Who is that rat? The rat might be you, but it's definitely me. I'm one of those rats. I'm one of those individuals that is always creeping in the dark, crazy nuances of my mind, trying to find a creative solution, an innovation, a iterative advancement into life that's going to result in significant profits for me. I'm one of those creative and weird people that's up early or up late thinking of ideas. I've got them all the time. Let's consider me the first rat. The first rat creeps behind the walls in the dark and the dank areas of life looking for that great reward. And when the first rat comes upon the trap and they see the cheese, all they can focus on is how great that cheese looks. And as they tug and pull and start to dimble on the cheese, all of a sudden, wham! Their neck is snapped. Right in the midst of their best efforts, trying to get after the reward, wham! The trap springs and breaks their neck, and they got no cheese. So here's the person that's an innovator, a thought leader, a first mover, that spends all their money, all their life savings, trying to come up with some great idea. And right before the financial finish line, wham, the trap snaps them. And the noise causes some some commotion. And another rat comes by, the second rat. And the second rat looks at his friend and says, oh, that's too bad. He was pulling on the cheese and the trap snapped his neck. Ooh. But that cheese, it looks so good. So the second rat, who really did very little, was really not the explorer, the innovator, the first mover, the one that took all the risk, comes upon the scene and gets the spoils for doing little or nothing. Is that like business? 
heck yes, that is a lot. Like innovative business. How? Well, some people take out their checkbook, write a capital check, invest in their idea. They take tons of time traveling and hiring people and investing in technology and and testing the marketplace and going to market only to have something come along like the second rat. The second rat waits and he waits for the first rat to make a mistake and then he makes a strategic decision to overtake the first rat. Maybe it's an iterative change. Maybe it's a slight adjustment to the model or the innovation. And the second rat comes and takes the spoils. Is it wrong to be a second rat? Heck no. I mean, think about it. Who's the great first rat of fast foods? McDonald's. They, they'll go in and they'll buy a big piece of land. They'll do all the infrastructure. They'll put in the, the roads and the drainage and bring the electric and make sure power is there. And they'll get the city to um, put in ordinances to protect their space and make sure traffic flow is right. And then all of a sudden, here comes the next one. The second rat comes in and moves in right next door. The second rat often gets the spoils of the cheese without the risk. So is it a good time to be a second rat? It's always a good time. The first mover many times has that, you know, they call it first mover advantage, but sometimes first movers have no advantage. They've got to craft the marketplace. Think about, think about the person. I actually know the person professor out of Stanford who redesigned the whole concept of a snowshoe. He took an old, ugly snowshoe that was up on the wall, and he said, I'm going to redesign that snowshoe. And as he redesigned that snowshoe for a Stanford project in in the design school years ago, he found out that there was no ready market for the snowshoe. And the reason was because there were no trails at Vail or Aspen or Heavenly. There were no trails for snowshoeing. So not only did he have to build the product, he actually had to build the marketplace as well. He had to create a market. So sometimes there's really no advantage for the first mover. Sometimes it's the second mover that gets all the advantage. Imagine if Perry Claibon, who was the guy that designed that shoe, had did all that work, put all that effort, all that time, and then somebody like Nike jumped in with an iterative advantage, a slight adjustment to their shoe, making it lighter, faster, more comfortable, whatever it was, and came in and took the market share. The first mover doesn't always get the advantage. The second rat sometimes gets the cheese. So the question becomes, Should you be a first rat or a second rat? And I think that's where the early bird gets the worm. I think that's the concept. Does the early bird get the worm? Now, when you think about that, when I was a kid, oh, Mark, the early bird gets the worm. And that was all about my mom and dad getting me up out of bed and get off to school early. I mean, it was really a motivational. It was a manipulative tool to get me out out of the house and get to school on time. But really, in this environment, the early bird is the person that has, an, has a great food first mover concept, is an innovator, is a real thought leader, and they do something special. They go to the market with not just an idea, but with a completed and ready product to the market before competition hits them. See, 
in in the in the second rat concept, many times the first rat is taking too long getting to the market, and the second rat rat waits in line. Think about it this way, just for a moment before I go back to the early bird. I have a friend who's a miler. He won the national championship at the University of Tulsa in the mile, and now he runs professionally. I think he, yeah, in fact, in fact I'm sure of it. He runs all over the world. He runs for Adidas, and he's based out of Boston. His name is Chris, and Chris is a fantastic person, and he's a great runner. When you watch him run, he's very strategic. He is not the first mover. He doesn't jump out to the front. He lets somebody else do that. He tucks in and lets somebody else have all the stress of setting the pace and being the first mover. Great distance runners, they wait in the middle of the pack for the right time. What it is all about is being the first across the finish line, not the first at the halfway point. So in many times, the second mover has a great advantage. They get to watch how the race is done, and they learn from both the mistakes and the advancements of the first mover. But now let's say, is there a time to be the first mover? And I, I think the answer is absolutely yes. If you can't, if you have the resources and the time to complete your project, your idea, your innovation, your, your new business, and you can get it to the market in a reasonable time and ready to go, and you can hit the ground running, you are a real thought leader and a first mover. And I call that the early bird. The early bird does get the worm. Now, that doesn't mean they're they're not going to be competitors that come along and try to advance past you with their own iteration. Here's the thing you must consider. I think a great early bird has 25% of all their capital stored away in reserve so that after they've launched and they've listened to the market, they can jump back in, make quick and fast dynamic iterations to their business process or their product. If you go to the market and you have spent all your money and you are out of capital, you are screwed. Someone is going to come by with a slight adjustment and get you. You better reserve capital and set it aside. A smart business person, a smart early bird reserves 25% of their capital for their second iteration. A brilliant business person, a brilliant early bird, not only reserves their capital, but they've also got another source of funding waiting in the wings. Most of you, you look for external capital too quickly. The real genius in being an early bird is to get out there with your own money and test the market, make iterative adjustments, demonstrate that your product or your process is scalable, and then take it to the secondary capital markets. Let somebody else come in and give you a lot of money to be a minority participant. In a perfect world, you start the whole thing with your own money. You prove it. You demonstrate it's scalable. You make an iteration. You take your capital and you fix what the marketplace told you could be better. Then you take that to the capital markets. So when you go and you raise five times the amount of startup capital that you put in, and you give somebody for five times the startup capital, you give them 30% of the business, you take part of that money and you pay yourself back with a very high interest rate for the risk you took in being a first mover. There is an advantage to being a first mover or the early bird. 
You know, I'm so glad that these crazy people wrote me a note and said, here, I dare you on this topic. I dare you to talk about the early bird gets the worm, but the second rat gets the cheese. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to write a little white paper and I'll put it out there where you can connect and read about this. But I want you to pass this along because this is an important concept that very few people talk about. The early bird gets the worm, but you got to know what you're doing. You've got to know how to get out there. And before I finish, I want to make something really clear. Most people who are real innovators and thought leaders are 15 years ahead of their time. Their thoughts are so far out there that when they take them to the market, the market doesn't understand what the hell they're talking about. It's too far out there. A a great innovator is not 15 years ahead of their time. They're 15 minutes ahead of their time. And they're going to iterate and adjust, iterate, adjust. At Stanford, they talk about empathy and iteration. In other words, listening to the market, don't just listen to them. Really understand them, then make an iterative adjustment. Listen to them, then make an adjustment. Listen to them, then make an adjustment. That's how innovations really get done. That's the brilliance. And it also brings up a very important point that I've learned personally in a recent technological investment I made. Perfection is often a horrible enemy. Never let perfection be the enemy of accomplishment. In other words, don't keep tweaking your first project to make it your greatest project ever. Stop that. Make it pretty good and then take it to the market and listen to the market. Then make an adjustment. Make it even better and then take it to the market and make an adjustment. That's how you're going to accomplish perfection. If you seek perfection... You're going to wind up that first rat. The one that hears the snap is the last thing he heard before his neck is cracked. If you're smart, if you're strategic, if you're wise, if you use small iterative adjustments, you might just wind up as the rat with all the cheese. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mind Your Business. Please check me out on Facebook and Instagram and be sure to send me a message if there's something you need or want me to talk about. You know, the great motivational speaker Zig Ziglar once said, you can have anything in life you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. What does that mean for you today? That means if there's something in this content that is exciting and really resonates with you, pass it along to your friends. Share it. Let them develop and become strong in their thinking, in their motivation, in their knowledge, just like you are. Together, knowledgeable, you and your friends will change the world.